everyone, and welcome to NFT Tales, our podcast about our adventures in NFT land. My name is Jonathan Smith, a cardboard boxer. And I'm Jeremy Craig, or at Mr. Jerk Date. And this is episode titled The Good and the Bad. So hope everyone's had a good week this week, but there's been some bad things to go on. Um, we're missing Rosio this week. It's just the, the boys again, like the old days. So let's get into it. All right, Jeremy, I think people kind of like us running through the news. That's something that's been a, a you know, if you're going to listen to a podcast like this, you kind of want to get updated every week. So let's run over the big news of the week. What's, what's been happening? Well, you know, one of the bigger things for me was that there was some suspected art thievery from the V France two and Gary V. So there's been a safe Karen or, um, I forgot what the actual tag is, but something that's been like, um, save the artist help Karen or whatever, but there's like a bear, an elephant, like there's two or three different animals that are like almost identical. Um, Gary V went on some immediate Twitter said, you know, I, I had a lot of, um, quality control in place to make sure this exists. And so this is just a sheer coincidence. Um, but like AG, that, that account that I has, has, and even Alxo has been putting a lot of stuff on that. That's been like, you know, um, justice for Karen, I think is what the post has been. So uh, I'm curious to see what they do. Um, she's got books and things with it. So, I, you know, the smart thing to do would just be for Gary pump it and tell all of his V friend people to buy it. And then she'd get bought out. She wouldn't care. And he could, you know, probably spin it into a PR victory. But right now he uh, possibly stole some art or someone didn't do their QCQA very well. You know, I read his post and he's like, we really tried hard to avoid this exact thing. And, you know, here's the thing. At this point, I mean, Gary V. Art, I, I get it. It was about upgrade, but the original ones were like doodles on a napkin, right? Like it's always been a, an access club NFT. Mm-hmm. I feel like the second gen is the second, another play at that, right? Like, it honestly shouldn't. Like you said, when you draw a stick figure, you draw a stick figure, right? Like my four-year-old stick figure is going to look just like your four-year-old. So I, I don't, It. I don't know. It is pretty simplified, oversimplified. Okay, art. look, the second gen definitely has better art than the first gen, which I've dunked on in my meme so many freaking times. Yeah, like done like the kids draw it or whatever meme or whatever, right? So, but it's But the value of the thing proves... That people wanted to be an exclusive club with this guy. He is the premier celebrity in the NFT fit space, and people want that status. They do. I mean, that's they're V fanatics. So, what are you going to do? That's that's kind of why my my solution is just him tell us buy it and watch it, you know, sell out, and her just mint out whatever she has and be happy. But um, you know how it is. People want to jump on whatever they want to hear. So before the blood. Bit, um, one of the other pieces of news this week that, you know, I was pretty interested in hear your take on was obviously Elon changing his PFP to that collection of board apes that, you know, turned out to be the one from the auction and not anything he bought. But what's your whole take on that and, and kind of break that down for everybody? Well, yeah, he did it. And then everyone got excited. Even though what is it like, as you said, it was the image from the auction, you know. And everyone like, did he buy a board ape? Is he gonna buy a board ape? Is this an explicit? So one thing about Elon is, despite buying Twitter, is kind of a misnomer about him. He's pro crypto, pro Bitcoin, 
pro Dogecoin, pro Ethereum actually, but anti Web three. He thinks Web three and NFTs are kind of stupid. He's dunked on the concept a lots of times, and honestly. I kind of get it from a technical point of view. Like if you're just solely obsessed with the technical point of view and you're not getting into the art or the communities and all that, then there are some flaws in web three that can kind of make a guy like that, write it off. But he's definitely, you know, people are just looking for anything that's a thaw to make it look like he's positive about that space. And instead he came around and dunked and said, ha ha ha. It's not that fungible. Is it right? That he could just right click, save it and use it or whatever. Right. So I think it just was him kind of playing with our community again, toying with our feelings. It literally pumped us, though, like pump markets and all that. And then there was a pullback or whatever. So um, it's just one of those things where where the whole Web3 community is obsessed with him in different ways. And he does not return that love, people. Like, that's something that's very clear about him. I've been a little nervous about him buying Twitter with the undertone of, like, was he actually going to support, like, what we do with it? the hexing, things like that, that are already the utility built around it. But we'll see. Um, I definitely think the frenzy around it was, I don't know, what do you think? I mean, the frenzy was crazy. I laughed. You know, I watched the ApeCoin do what you'd expect it to do on some speculation and stuff like that. Um, You know, I called it, what, the Elon God candle when that happened because Ape jumped real quick and oh, you had your chance. You know, you shouldn't have slept on it. And then the when people finally realized that it wasn't a collection of apes. Um, so I laughed. Right. I mean, it, it, you know, early on, I'd have, I'd have felt my nerve kind of jump and the excitement tingle and I'd have tried to figure some stuff out. And now I'm just, eh, let's keep reading. I'm sure somebody's already done the work for me. And sure enough, there it is. So he does... He does mess with us quite often. I made the idiot mistake of buying Doge before Saturday Night Live. So I try to stay so so clear of anything he's doing because it, it typically means money. I mean, we like our Tesla. Don't get me wrong. But yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, Lindsay's an Elon fan. Like, and, 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 you know, at this point, he has made an impact on the cultural landscape no matter what. And Web3 is just a part of that story, right? And... But at the same time, it was not, I don't think it was a positive thing for us overall that he kind of tried to dunk on us yet again for the clicks or whatever the thing is. So, um, but there was some, there was some other stuff going on in the space that wasn't so positive this week that in comparison, I don't know. So we'll, we'll get into it in a second. Let's take a break. So one thing I thought was funny that happened this week, Jer, talking about like, people revealing their opinions on things and and because what happened was is it came out that the guy who made zuki also made the funks and the zunks and the funks are kind of known famously to be this big rug pull that the developer completely bombed out on it and the community came back around and basically for the fun of it rebuilt that community where it was all community led and all that um, but this, this, so this developer, you know, or whatever the, the project lead comes out and does a huge Twitter thing, medium post being like, no, look, I took my experience and I'm a builder, I'm a leader and all this stuff. And it's just like, okay, who's blackmailing you <laughs> that you're just like sh- sharing all this, you know, 
I mean, not that the Funks or, you know, Zungs are a bad project, but they're, they're literally known for like projects that got, you know, especially the Funks is projects that got rugged and came back for the fun of it or whatever. Right. So, um, that was an interesting moment. We'll see what happens with, with that ecosystem of the beans and the things or whatever. Like after that, I don't know. What do you think, Jer? It was 260 and 320 sales the past two days and it did over 4,000 ether both days. So, I'm almost like at this point, we're such a goldfish society in this little small circle that he was able to come out and, and dox himself and affiliate himself with, you know, three known poor performing, aka rugs, and it still made his royalty. I don't know what the project is for 10% of, you know, 8,000 ether in the last two days. Yeah. You literally get rewarded for being smart. Like if you can code, even if you're a piece of shit human, I feel like you can still make NFTs right now. But I, it was one of the only, what is it, anime art projects that was, that, like you said, made blue chip right off the bat. And a lot of that was because the artist, I mean, he's an artist that's been famous in the video game space for a long time and, you know, done a lot of concept art in that space and was well known, very reputable. And here's the thing I don't like, I've learned the hard way in my NFT journey that you have to separate the project versus the community. Because in some cases where you find out that there's something not great going on with the project, the community is strong enough that it's not really at some point based around whatever it started with. They end up start being based around just like people liking the art or people liking each other in that space, you know? And so I think for something like this, the community's going to have a lot to figure out, but they'll move on pretty quickly because it'll won't be it won't end up being about this guy or the funks. If anything, maybe the funks are freaking going to pump or whatever, right? So, not financial advice. So, never is yes, never financial advice. Well, maybe on later this episode. Actually, me and Jeremy were thinking about it. Um, there's a lot of requests sometimes for us to maybe give some of ours. We've both been in the space for a long time now, over a year now. And so we've kind of learned the hard way, what to do, what not to do. So our plan is to give a little bit of insight a little later in this episode about what's going on there. But is there any other news that we should discuss, Jeremy, before we get to that side of it? Um, well, that was even one of the rumors I heard was that it was the Cool Cat team. They had found out that the Azuki dev was who he was, and they gave him the option to dox himself and come out with the article or they were going to do it and i don't know if that's fun i am guilty today of sharing an article from a sports satire site that i didn't know was like the onion and um someone was kind enough to point it out to me and i was like well i'm gonna let my boomer flag fly high and not delete it so i i have a rather erroneous tweet on my no i get it it's hard to parse information sometimes we all do our best but you know and also, so everyone's kind of down. Market's definitely down, at least as of this recording. Um, overall, crypto market's down. NFT market's down. Almost every floor is down. There's some exceptions in the space. Some people are excited, but for the most part, it's been kind of a bloodbath lately. And, you know, I get it. Most of the space, it's, it's, we basically maybe live in a big casino. I don't like to think about it that way. I really hope it's not that way. But sometimes for some people, it definitely is that way. Yeah. And there is going to be that pullback 
whenever that part of the connection, the space isn't there. But at the same time, I have enough faith in the people that want to be in space that whenever it does come back, then it will come back. I'm really confident about that because people just keep building. You know, on something like this, it starts to get really obvious whenever the lights go out. Like, you knew whenever iPhone kicked Blackberry's ass. You knew it, right? Yeah. I, I knew the moment whenever that AMD Ryzen was just going to take off against an Intel for a while. You just, there, there's just some obvious signals that push these type of things in one direction or another. And this definitely feels like a pullback, but it does not feel like a break in the thread. There's still people building. There's still people investing their time, their livelihood, their lives into the space. And I think as long as that's happening, we'll pull forward. So I agree. A lot of the, you know, smarter, more um, involved accounts than I am that I read have said the same thing that this will kind of help be a war of attrition and you'll have some of the, um, BS French accounts and French projects kind of die off, but that the ones that have been here from the beginning building and that we're planning to be, you know, innovative are still going to keep doing that and will be the, so it's, you know, it's, I guess kind of part of what we're going to talk about after this next break is what we're looking for in projects that, you know, can survive the Solana summer that we're going into. Right. So but let's not go into that, but <laughs> let's take a quick break and then we'll get into it. Tempo. Okay, let's talk about, for real, what me and Jeremy, after a year of doing this, look for in NFTs, don't look for, just the kind of general advice that whenever I talk with people, sometimes, I guess it's kind of got native for me, and you, that isn't so native anymore. So, let's start on the side of new projects, what we're looking for, new projects, and how we kind of handle that initial life in new projects. You want to go, or... Yeah, I'll kind of start. I think we can do this kind of back and forth a little bit. Um, you know, obviously, I feel like new projects are not in the same boat that new projects were in, you know, six, eight months ago. So Ooh. a new project yeah. used to be you had to jump in and compete in the gas war to get them. Otherwise, it would mint out and you'd have to buy secondary and the floor would be low. So, you know, almost chess matching a situation versus making um, moves based on your own desire and the market's different now. So now you kind of got to go in and, and look at how hot is the project? Like how much hype does it have? How much volume is it doing? I know that you and I personally and are probably down to, I would say 25% or less of the whitelist that we win or are awarded that we actually mint during that time frame. Yeah. So let's talk about that basic advice. So me and Jeremy don't mint anymore. I mean, I do, I say that. I've minted a couple of times in the last, but if I'm minting things, most of the time I'm nowadays, I'm kind of sort of doing it for the culture. I'm doing it for access to a certain community. I'm doing it maybe even to get the art. Oh my gosh. But what if like, we're looking at a project for not a hold for not even for a hold, even if I wanted to like be in a project and hold it for a while, maybe even if I like the art, like maybe even if like, I don't know. I don't mint anymore for the most part. Me and Jeremy instead basically look at it. If it doesn't mint out, then we don't get left holding the difference on those bags. Mm -hmm. Because what happens every time 
is you have mint and then you have reveal some some obviously projects don't have that same but that's almost the way it all goes and we'll tell you right now it happens again and again come reveal day if you're just patient about it, if you're lined up for the moment of the reveal there's deals right there to be had because you know for like a huge profit like in the, uh, the other land or something like that uh, other side land or, you know what i'm saying because it's so desired by the market most stuff's not like that most stuff you don't even know if it'll mint out if you wait until it mints out to buy in that secondary market post reveal you're taking less of a risk you're not taking the risk will it mint out you're not taking now the the risk you're taking on the other side is that it's going to be this hype thing and you're going to miss out on that window but again, we've very rarely seen situations where it maybe didn't go all the way back to mint price, but you can get the one you want if you're really into a project. You don't just have to take whatever the mint gives you, that loot box kind of scenario. So I hate that. I hate saving projects. I know some of y'all out there, y'all are doing projects and you're like, no, Jonathan's bad. And I get it. But at a personal level, like he'll get on me if I mint something. Like, why'd you mint this? That's the bad idea. Like, you'll actually, I give him credit. Thanks for doing that. Like, you'll get on me if I'm, being, you know, if I'll do that sort of thing, because a lot of times it just doesn't work out. We've, we've both been burned minting stuff in this last year that we minted. And because of the gas war for me, for like two of them, I can think of two mm-hmm. where I lost because the gas premium to do it during that time could not be recouped even by a small, the small profit of, or I've had ones this year where I lost because there was a profit window, but it was like, you know, for 30 minutes, three hours out after the right guy tweeted it or something like that. And then it just crashed down from there. And I don't know. Or you're Whenever, holding a bag that, I mean, there's just so many yeah. scenarios that outweigh the benefit. Like it just, I can think of six or eight options that could happen. The risk doesn't equal the reward. There's not enough juice to make the squeeze worth it in that scenario, in my opinion, in our opinion. Yeah. I mean, er- earlier this year, me and him have both had mints that if you have a mint that a whitelist that you can get on that's desirable enough that the moment you do it, you can make a profit. That's when you mint and you sell that day. Don't sit on it post reveal. Don't play the loot box. You're likely not to get the one of one. Now I will say if you take my advice, never look back because if you did sell the one of one, just never look back. So you have to take both parts of my advice. You just can't take the don't do it. But you don't, you just sell pre-reveal and you take your win. There's so many times we've seen post-reveal, it just crashed down so much, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, my biggest wins this year, period, were getting hot white lists and selling pre-reveal. But uh, Jeremy's right, that's starting to dry up. The ones that are kind of a guaranteed mint out, guaranteed hot item after, are kind of being pulled back. So what do you do in that case? In that case, you probably going to be looking at older projects maybe that's whenever you start kind of collecting against the wave so putting new projects aside yeah and so let's talk about that a little bit Uh, tell them what you're looking for in older projects jeremy so i want to give one caveat before we kind of because part of the reason we're able to you know tell people what we're looking at is because the software like alpha sharks or one of these programs that gives you access, I can see um, unit of any NFT. So it, that's how we say, look at the volume, look at whether or not you can immediately sell it post mint, because I can see, well, hey, these are minting for 0.1 and they're immediately selling for 0.12. 
but there's a this percent listing in royalty, so they're not breaking even yet. Point two right off the bat, you know this is going to be a moonshot, mint, 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 or you know this is going to have a you know a flare, like it's it's like lighter fluid on a fire. You're going to have an immediate flare up, and you try to take advantage of that, but you can't depend on OpenSea to do that because there's lags, there's issues where they'll have a stuck listing below the floor, and then everything else will be at the actual floor. And if you're trying to buy those one or two. There are 40 people doing it that are wasting money on their gas just to push their transaction through so you don't stand a chance. So to not right. get frustrated, you've got to have these tools or you've got to understand like, hey, I'm not ever going to get the cheapest one. I need to buy one four up from the floor so that I have a better chance of, of success because um, sorry, a little sidetrack there. I, you know, circle back. What were No, the- no, no. But I think it's important. No, no. Let's let's. OK, so yeah, let's huh. expound. Uh, uh, last year, whenever I was looking for projects to mint. I would hold my pinky in the air and I had the standard. Me and Jeremy would often talk about the standard. He would ask me, he looked at a project and I'd go, does it meet my standard? So my standard used to be, does it have good commercial rights or is it saying F you? Does it seem like it, it, does it talk brazenly about making money on the website or anything that's craven greed as part of it? Is there docs team or not? Is there the ability to is that like a discord already formed to be able to go interact with that community before you even mint before you even get into the project these are the type of things that i look for i had the standard he would look at a thing and i go what's the media rights like oh it was a team docs oh he just would get so frustrated with me because there was these all these fomo plays he wanted to do because i kept going no they don't meet the standard i still think a lot of those guidelines are good generally when looking between not only existing projects, but new projects and what you want to get into. But let's be honest, if me and him are trying to figure out which ones are going to go up in money, what I just said is irrelevant in 2022. That was 2021 logic. That was whenever, you know, people were, it was a little bit, I don't want to say more innocent, but it was a little bit less cluttered. It was a little bit less loud. And so things could stand out a little bit more. Now it's just so much noise in the system that quality benefits of an NFT project can sometimes have trouble standing out. And so I think what you're looking at instead is something like an alpha shark that gives you metrics to the wallet of what's going on. Other programs just tell you how many of this community is buying into that. So you're following trends and that sort of thing, you know, like, I don't know. I'm to the point where I, I won't even look like I'll, I'll just call Jeremy and get a whitelist. I'm like, am I minting this or not? And he'll run it through alpha shark and he'll be like, well, you know, looking at the top wall, it's minted like 90% of it or something below your mint price. And that just all sounds terrible, right? Like, but that's not something you figure out. And you know what? If you don't have access to software like that, let me just say he does. I do. You're, there's, there's others out there too. Mm-hmm. You're just going to get sharked. So maybe that's the best advice to take out of it is just got to be careful because we're, you know, he's out yeah. there. <laughs> You're playing in a pool where other people have more armor and more weapons than you do. I mean, I can't imagine. Yeah, it's like an online game or something. Yeah. Like, wow. Or something, right? Like you got a better party. So like you said, the, the notable buyer wallets where it's like, Hey, Bay area yacht club owners also hold 200 of this or, or even the holder count. Like you said, the holder density. And I'm like, well, yeah, 240 have sold, but a hundred of them went to the dev wallet. Well, I used to not be able, not be quick enough to figure that out. Right. And now it's a software where it's like, bam, this wallet, I click on it. I'm like, Oh, looky here. It's the devs wallet. 
right? Like the last one I minted that we joked about that you knew when I minted it was going to be somewhat comical. When I went back and looked at it, a hundred of them minted to the devs wallet. So, and then another 70 went out to the general public and 20 of those went to one guy. So you've really only got 50 units that have been minted in the entire project, even though it'll say something like 175. And that's the stuff that even as smart as we like to think we are, we had no way of knowing until we got a software or a program like this. Oh, yeah. Me and him would go on OpenSea and just look at the traits and the rarity percentages and try to pick rarity. I mean, we it was terrible. Um, we've had our successes. I'm not saying that you shouldn't listen to us. We've learned the hard way, though. Mm-hmm. And one thing that we've learned this year is, look, this market is tougher. The golden age is over. You got to stop pretending. So let's take a break. And when we get put back, let's talk about maybe some of those entities that survived from the golden age. And we'll talk about kind of just what we're looking to collect when we're looking at maybe older t- NFTs and maybe building up during this low period for what I do think will be a, a pull up at some point. Okay, Jeremy, what do you look for in an in older NFT project? Not something to mint, like an older one. Um, so, I mean, obviously volume, you know, has it been sold three and it's just holding price because they've got some staking mechanism. Um, there's definitely, you know, and that's something just check on open seat. You don't need the shark and all that one for right. So that's what anyone can do. That maybe makes it easier to get into older projects than the new ones where you don't, you don't have to fight against a shark or whatever. Um, so keep going. What else? Um, no, that, you know, which will tell me unique holder count or, or activity. Um, at that point, if it's an established project, I want to go to their discord or their Twitter because the community vibe is going to be as important or more important than anything. Um, obviously we, I think I can say we both believe that a, a strong community and, and a strong vibe can, um, carry even a, a mediocre project through the lull and give it an opportunity to become a, a good project. So, I want to see it happen before. Yeah, yeah, we both have. I mean, fame ladies, there's been not that they weren't a good project, but just I mean, now, how do you find another project like that? Look, I'm not going to like name projects right now. We're trying to name general advice that you can use because you're finding projects. Whoever you are listening right now, you're already thinking of something. Maybe you want to mint. you're already thinking of something. Maybe you want to buy. You already have things in your feed and you're trying to like weigh them. And so that's kind of what we're trying to give advice on. So another thing I want to say, too. Jeremy and me have a little bit of a different philosophy in NFTs. Let's just be blatant about this. Little. He is definitely, yeah. He, that's the reason why he has the Alpha Shark and all that. He is definitely really profit focused. Um, I, I'm not against, obviously, my bag is getting bigger, but my big focus a lot of times is more on the community or art side. Um, and between us, that's usually when we can kind of judge things and come together on things, it ends up being this tag team. So that's why. I'm glad we're going to get to kind of run it out together. Mm-hmm. And I think it, having someone in your life like that, that you can bounce your ideas off of no matter what, when you're in this NFT space, can maybe kind of slow you down. I think it sometimes be a good thing. Maybe that hard wallet, that just a little bit extra of a pain in the butt to go get the ETH off of, to make you think twice because whatever, that might not be a bad thing because in a lot of these cases, the FOMO plays are the worst plays. Very rarely have our FOMO plays worked out. Especially you're thinking about like an older project that's rising and you're trying to get on the older project FOMO rise. 
Usually that's pumping for a reason. An influencer is doing something. There's some sort of spaces going on, something like that. Maybe you don't know about. And there's very few times when that, that kind of works out. So I would say with old projects, don't FOMO old projects. Get into them because you like them. Get into them because they have good fundamental communities. You like the people around them. You like the art. You like maybe something that they're building towards in the roadmap that you believe in, that you think is going to be cool, that you think maybe will be received well in the market. Um, that's, that's what I would say look forward to on that side. Especially if you're looking to make money on buying older NFTs. I think weighing these things, another thing I'll say too is we do seem to be in blue chip season. So if you can afford to play in blue chips, there's probably more price potential to be made there. But you have to have your own opinion is what I would say. Like you can't rely on someone else's opinion. You can't rely on someone else's alpha. This part far in the market, almost everyone has an ax to grind for a reason. It sucks, but it's very hard to not admit to that. I mean, right, Jeremy? Oh, yeah. And I mean, so, human psychology of it is they're going to want to pump their bags and you're not ever, I mean, if you can't validate stuff on your own, you're going to get fed a lineup BS at some it, point. So, And you'll be exit liquidity for someone else, you yeah. know. And honestly, if you can't, I know this is lame, but if you can't have fun doing NFTs on top of it and, and you're not connecting with fun people, I just don't think it works out. I've just seen... Kind of like alpaca browns, where things that are fun, that have a fun nature about them, that come that's what comes back around. That's where people want to be whenever the market comes back around. Now, I am a little bit scared that on this next boom, it will be blue t- chip dependent. So it could be that if you already aren't on an NFT that's worth over an ETH today, I mean, we don't know how many more opportunities there'll be for things to rise from the floor to that magic line or whatever, right? That might be how we're defining this year, too. We don't know. It's still early enough in the year. So early enough in this market trend that we don't know how it'll come back yet. But I all, I all I think is that it will come back. And so if you position yourself and you get into projects that you like, you you know, you do your research and you see that they're actually building, they're actually trying to do stuff. They've shown evidence. Don't just take the word for it. See evidence on their feed or in their Discord on like a sneak preview thing of like stuff that they're actually building and doing. If you're seeing that stuff, maybe there's some good plays out there. Just use your own brain. Don't follow someone else's device on. So that's why we're not telling projects right now because that would be that'd be hypocritical, right, Jeremy? Mm-hmm. Exactly. If like, we were, I'd be saying gang, 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 gang. Yeah, you and the gang, gang. So you're a fan of the gang, gang. Let's see what's me. Me is always going to be base honey. That's like kind of. Um, I've kind of pulled back on my historical digs a little bit, but I'm looking forward to meeting some peeps in uh, the conference in New York. I think that'll be a lot of fun. If anyone who's listening to this podcast is going to the conference in New York. I'll be there. Rosie will be there. Let's meet up. Let's, let's tweet at us. Let us know. Um, Cause that's something we're really excited to do. We'd love to meet someone else who listens to our ramblings. So he doesn't care actually that much. It's playoff basketball. So that's what Jeremy that's right. is really. Dallas folks. tied the series two to two with Phoenix Suns and Chris Paul is a man child. So that's, so that's, so, you know, that's how, that's how you probably should get through this kind of down market. Like don't, do things dumb if you really you get that person second guessing you you get that sounding board doesn't work out just take a look back reflect and maybe walk away just put the phone down close the twitter app say bye discord i'll talk to you in a couple days i think there's going to be a lot of people that are going to take time now and it's not the worst thing ever so so let's take a break and then we'll just go ahead and take our own goodbyes so later gators all right jeremy where do they find you 
Um, you can find me on Twitter at Mr. Jerk Dake. You can find the podcast at NFT Tales. You can find me at Poofy Hair Guy. Uh, you can find Rosio at, at Rosio underscore PNG. Thank you all very much for vibing us with us this week. And we'll be talking to you soon.